It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We observe today not a victory of party, but a celebration of freedom. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. The human zoo, where they don't hide away the sick animals. Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The independent republic of Mike Graham. Stand to attention when I'm talking to you! On Talk Radio. Dismiss! Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republican Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. It's another make or break weekend. It's do or die. It's got to be a win. Nothing else will do. It's either onto the next hurdle or home on the next bus. Yes, folks, it's World Cup fever and Wimbledon week all rolled into one. But this time, it's Chegsit, a high-stakes game of Call My Bluff, where Prime Minister Theresa May gets to tell you what to think, what to say and where to sit at her country estate. Who's going to come out on top? Who's going to be sent for an early bath? Stay tuned and we'll tell you. Katie Perrier is here. Uh, she'll give us the benefit and inside knowledge of what goes on inside the country mansion. 0344 499 1000. Coming up later on, we'll tell you all about the lions that ate the poachers and the rampaging chickens of Jersey. Plus, we'll look ahead to the big England World Cup game against Sweden with a celebration of superstition. 0344 499 1000. And because it's Friday, there's yet another sparkling edition of the Perrier Awards, a weekly homage to my brilliance in broadcasting. You're listening to me, Mike Graham, and Casey Perrier on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Tonight, tempers will flare in the Chequers villa as Theresa May and her cabinet try to agree a blueprint for Brexit. Pressure has been growing as 46 Tory MPs are completely pranging out and have sent the Prime Minister a letter urging her not to mug off British business. Fives within the cabinet are not ideal, as people are still not sure quite where May's head is at. She will really have to graft hard to convince the Brexiteers to support her decision. Any ministers who are salty risk being dumped from the cabinet, but will Boris Johnson couple up with anyone else? What do you think, Katie? Well, it is more like Love Island than I ever gave it credit for, I've got to say, because they're all locked up inside chickens. Or as I like to call it, Hate Island, which is much better, really, isn't it? <laughs> they're all up there right That's now. That's enough of that rubbish. They're all <laughs> they're there right now. <laughs> 
They haven't got their mobile phones, so I hope they know how to use pigeons. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, how, well, they have a secret code. Leaks you know, out of, tap, of the room. Tap, 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 tap. I mean, they, they, uh, do they get their own rooms when they get there? No, 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 no. Don't get anything like that. So because no, it no, was no. going to be an overnight pyjama party, wasn't it? cancelled. That was all cancelled. But yep. if they had, because you can imagine all the running about that would have been done. It would have been like one of those old-fashioned, you know, man about the house type Yeah, they can't nip to the people. loo and text each other and say, yeah. what are you going to do? What yeah. are you going to do? I'll see, I'll, see you, I'll see you down in the snooker hall. They can't do any of that. So, you know, it's very much leave the mobile phones in an electric in a you know cabinet yeah. so locked away um, and they're only allowed to like going to see tonight. one of those shows where they make you put it in the uh, in the locked box well right? Boris Johnson without his mobile phone he's probably going to go into kind of like you know shock you're going, meltdown. Imagine, you're going to meltdown well as we all would I mean if they took my mobile phone off I wouldn't be yeah, too happy I think I would be too so you know it's, it, is, it is all happening and what's going to happen what's happened is the plan the Theresa May Brexit plan has been leaked right. so now we know exactly what the kind of thing that she wants it's a very soft Brexit some people would argue some people would say um the Brexiteers are furious that she showed it to Angela Merkel yeah. before she showed it to them. Right. So that that didn't go down. Yeah, well, very I wouldn't well. be happy about that. Yeah, either. yeah, that didn't go very well either. Do you get the sense that she's got some kind of uh, progress made with Angela Merkel? Yeah, yesterday? I do. I think Angela Merkel said we're going to give you some time and some space. Yeah. And we're not going to slap this down. Whenever you come to us, we, we might say at the beginning we don't like it, but we won't slap it down. We'll give it a couple of weeks. We will properly discuss it. Angela Merkel, of we'll course, needs, throw you a bone. needs to show that she can make this work exactly. as well because she's not in a great position at home, is she? Well, no, and, and you know, her cabinet are falling apart because they're saying the security offer from the EU to the UK after Brexit, i.e. none, yeah. is not good enough because they rely on our security and they know that we are a great partner at the table yeah. and we pay our way and we you know we, we yeah. play our role. And now we're being described as a third party, aren't we, about as far as kind of, you know, defending the borders. Why would, oh. we, why would we defend the American border? Why would we defend the EU border? Why would we be allowed to, to, to actually police it? It's, indeed, it's a pretty awful situation. Mm. But saying all of that, Theresa May seems... Over the last few days, for a better choice of a better phrase, to have grown some. <laughs> because she has said to her cabinet, yeah. if you don't like it, I'm telling you, I'm a pragmatist, it's yeah. the best option mm. we can come up with. We're putting the Northern Ireland issue at the heart of it. I'm yeah. a unionist more than anything, right. more than Brexit, more than anything right. else. The, the, you know, preserving the union is so important to me. This is the deal that's on offer. If you don't like it, there's no ministerial car to take you back home again. It's a long walk down the checkers driveway. It's a long walk driveway. down the, down the drive. There There's may or may not be some firm. lions ro rolling, <laughs> roaring around. There's a local taxi firm on standby yeah. for the no longer cabinet ministers, yeah. and she's basically saying, "I've got, I've drawn up a replacement cabinet, and I will replace you overnight, just like that. Mm. And we will get on with uh, Brexit in the European Union, and we'll get on with it, and we, we're going to cast you aside. Well, it's about time. You cannot stop Listen, us any longer. If this is what she's going to do, it's about time she grew a pair, and it's about time she made some decisions, hard as that might be. And it's about time she threatened people who are not going to go along with it just to get lost. Let's talk to Bob Neal, uh, who's Conservative MP for Bromley and Chislehurst, uh, to find out what he makes of it all. Bob, a very good morning to you. Welcome. Morning, Bob. Good morning, Mike. Morning, Katie. Hi. Yeah, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, it sounds quite dramatic, this big day at, uh, at Chequers. I'm calling it Chexit, because I'm expecting to see a few people being uh, hurled off the uh, the sinking ship, to be honest. Well, thank God I've got my mobile phone, so I can talk to you anyway. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, well, I, I agree very much, almost entirely with Katie. You know, um, I hope she sticks to her guns on this. Mm. Uh, and that's the letter that I and 46 others basically said, you know, she has moved to a position where she says you've got to put business first. We're yeah. a trading nation. You know, what's the conservative if they're not a unionist and they're not pro-business? Mm. Uh, and that's the side I hope she's come down on uh, and more power to her elbows. Tell, right? us, tell us about the letter you've signed, Bob. Well, uh, there have been a lot of people sending letters to her. Um, we haven't up until now. And lots of people trying to threaten her with what she should or shouldn't do and muttering about, you know, your leadership's at risk. I think that's out of order, frankly. 
what we've sent is a letter which says, look, we encourage you, Prime Minister, to go down the route, which I think is what she's indicating now, of looking for a Brexit that puts jobs and prosperity first. And all the evidence is that the harder the Brexit, we're going to leave. Well, yeah, I accept the outcome. We didn't, didn't particularly want it, but it's what we're going to do. But the harder the Brexit, the worse the hit to the economy in the short to medium term. That's bad news for everybody in the country. And the other thing is you've got to have something that works for Northern Ireland. We can't possibly put you know, the Good Friday Agreement at risk. Um, and what I think she is proposing is a genuine attempt to do that. Uh, and Katie's right. Uh, it's got to be something that the Europeans will look at. There's no point coming up with an idea that's going to be dismissed out of hand. I think she's trying to do that. Absolutely. I think it's a pragmatic way forward. But the front page of The Sun today, I mean, The Sun editor was invited into number 10 yesterday by the Prime Minister to have a chat about what the you know, next couple of days might be. By the way, like. is there a new style going on there between the, the editor of The Sun and uh, he used yeah. to sneak in the back door and now he comes out the front door waving to the cameras? Oh, and I always used to say front door. We're not ashamed of anybody, anybody huh? we meet. So always front door as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so, you know, he comes out of um, number 10 Downing Street. And yet today's front page, yanks for nothing. Brexiteers fear US trade deal is in tatters. If we go down this route and the Brexit deal that Theresa May wants, Bob, are we in danger yeah. of all the hard work, the possibilities of a US trade deal, you know, that jewel, the possible jewel in the crown of a Brexit, you know, position in the future? Are we in danger of just throwing it all away? Well, I always thought it was a pretty iffy jewel, frankly, Katie, um, uh, because it's going to take a long time to get that sort of trade deal. Uh, and you, you actually, it is at the very time when Trump uh, is indicating that he's a protectionist. So I think we were always deluding ourselves that there was a quick uh, American trade deal. Trump is going in the reverse direction. Tr Trump doesn't do tax. deals without benefiting Trump, right? And exactly. I always thought it's, it's to not, myself... It's not going to be something that's going to work in our direction. He, exactly. also, he also wants to do deals that only he has come up with, you know, so he doesn't actually want to agree yeah. to your deal. He wants to yeah. do oh, his no. own deal. You know, that's the point. It would be a totally one-sided relationship. So, so I, I think that was always a false prospectus. Let's, at the moment, you've got the over half our trade is middies with the EU, a bit less perhaps, but you've got to bank on what you've got and then build on that for the future. There are opportunities going forward, you know, China, India, hope perhaps a different type of America at some point, but that takes a long time, mm. particularly to get services in there. And, yeah, we're an 80% services economy. Nope. Uh, and, you know, so we've got to be more patient than rushing into that. So I'm, I'm not too fussed about the loss of that rather, I think, bogus short-term game. Hi, John. Hi, John. Oh, hi. Um, just to say that I get fed, fed up to the teeth, and I am a couldn't killer, so I'm not bothered whether we stay in or we go out, but I'm fed up at hearing you. Had, who was the guy you had on previously? That was uh, Bob Neal MP for Chislehurst. Who is, a, who is a, obviously a Remainer. Correct. He, he said he and did vote to Remain, but he said, well, well, now we've got to go on with it, though. OK, and the same with Nicky Morgan. How the hell these people have got any brains, I don't know. Maybe somebody will prove me one. wrong. They all come out with this 80% service industry in the UK. Yeah. Yes, yes, we are 80%. America's 81 France is 79 But it's irrelevant. What's relevant in the service industry is what we export. So you've got, you've got to divide it. I mean, you go and have a cup of coffee and cost a coffee as part of the part of the service industry. It's, so it's ludicrous to bring this 80 percent up mm. and the export of services. Thirty two percent we export to the EU. Sixty eight percent we export elsewhere. Uh -huh. And that's the relevancy of it. So they keep bringing up 80 percent scaremongering. 
which is plainly stupid. They either don't know their subject or they're lying. I think they don't know their subject. Well, how, is, how is it scaremongering to say uh, that it, it, what is a truism, that it's say eight, eight, our economy is made up 80% of, of, of services? Well, 80%, 80, 80% is, you, is, is a domestic, the, the whole thing. And you've, got to, and you've got to dissect it into what we export services and what are just normal services which we have doing your, your normal day in the UK. So what would be an example of a service we export then? Well, with lots of exports we service, um, for, for all the service we do would be finance or whatever the case may be. We export it, but 68% does, doesn't go to the EU. It goes to the Far East and elsewhere. Right. 32% goes to the EU. So what's and your point, though? And then we incidentally, incidentally, we had record export services to the EU right. recently, and the EU also had record export of services to us. Okay, so what, it, what's it, your point? Are you saying that's going to change or it's not going to change or it shouldn't change or it should? What? Well, it may, the services may change, but it'll only be to the 32% we go to the EU. Why? Not Well, because that's what, they may well affect the services there. Right. But the Prime Minister because is not could... really including services, is she? She's kind of ruled out including services. She really wants a deal on goods. Yes, but when you're talking about services, the services between the UK and the EU... The 80% of services encompasses the whole domestic economy uh, in the EU for services. The whole domestic economy. As well, I, think thing, I'm gonna, a... I think I'm going to put myself in the Nicky Morgan camp and be too stupid to understand what you're talking about, to be honest. I don't know what you're going on about. I can't make it out. It's the, it's the export of services. You have I don't to know what that means. What does it mean? The services that we sell. Like what? So you're a legal firm, right? And you yeah. sell your legal... You know, your, what, so I'm a lawyer. Lawyer, right? and you sell I, your services. I get hired by somebody in Bonn yep. to represent them. That's yep. an exported service. Correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Well, I mean, so what's your point? The point is that they say it's 80%. It makes everybody terrified we're going to lose 80% of our exports if we leave the EU, which is a nonsense. No. I, well, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get that impression from what he said, to be honest. John, are you, what's your background in terms of your career? And you know, are, you, are you full-time in Spain now, or are you there on holiday? No, no, no. I'm back to the UK uh, in a few weeks' time. No. Um, I'm, a, I'm a poor boy made good. And um, I was 40 years on the London stock market dealing with finance, primarily with Primarily with Germany, Germany and the, and the Europe and the Europe. And I can tell you one thing: there's absolutely no way. Even the Bundesbank admitted, who is the greatest bank in the world, even they admit that they cannot replicate the trillions that are cleared in the UK. Yeah. It'll take five to ten years to do it. Well, nothing's so we, going to. I mean, nothing's. On my view is nothing is actually going to change, no matter what we do. Well, perhaps, but basically, anyway, as I say, I don't really care whether we stay in or we go out because I'm not a pessimist by nature. No. But one thing we've got to remember is we've had 10 years of stock market growth in the last world market's growth in the last 10 years. That's a record. We've never had 10 years before. So we're due a crash down at some stage. I hope not, but we're due it. Yeah. Trump's probably delayed it somewhat with, his, with his, his economy, but that can, that can come to a halt. And when that comes, we haven't learned any lessons from 10 years ago. We're going to be in Europe's going to be in big trouble. Yeah, we still have huge debts, and there's only one country that can bail it out. And I do know the Bundesbank very, very well, and they're not going to bail the rest of Europe out. And I think that will be the split that comes. So I don't care if we stay in. We still have our own currency, so effectively, it will make some differences. But you've you've got you've got an economy in, in Europe where. Your, Germany is working with a currency, probably a, at least a 30% discount to what it would be if it was Germany solo. And you have the Mediterranean countries, which still have huge unemployment, working the currency is probably 20% premium. So there's no 
I mean, they've been saying this for decades, a decade anyway, when it first came out. Well, I think, see, I, think, I think the European Union, I've got to leave it here, John, sorry, but I think the European Union without the UK uh, is not anywhere near as financially viable as it would be if the UK was still in it, because the UK is one of the contributing members, as opposed to some of the, uh, what you might call the Mediterranean countries, which are, you know, net kind of takers, if you like, because of all the money they need uh, to keep themselves going in their own economy. John, thanks very much indeed for your call. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Right now, though, uh, we're getting to the beautiful island of Jersey to speak to Stuart Petrie, who's Director of Environmental Health there, because believe it or not, Casey, uh, there are such things as feral chickens, right? And they're running about all over Jersey, apparently, attacking people. Stuart, very good uh, morning to you. Good morning, Stuart. Good morning. Uh, now, this is rather an odd story, this one, I have to say. Um, I, first of all, I didn't realise you could have such a thing as a feral chicken, because I, even in, in farms, the chickens are pretty well behaved, aren't they? Yeah, these are chickens that have escaped um, and are living, living life in the wild. Where have they escaped <laughs> um, from, though? Well, they've escaped. Some of them are from there's a sad case where the gentleman farmer died and um, they escaped um, before the new incumbents took over. We've had people buying furry little chicks for their for their children and then they grow up and turn into cockerels, which wake them up. So rather than um, killing their new family member, they'll relocate them over a wall somewhere. All right. Um, and of course, from there, they're going to annoy new neighbours and destroy gardens and things. Although I think the press have been making a bit of a July story out of it. You know, um, we're not <laughs> well, overrun. Well, it's not. I presume they're not four or five even, places. They're not bigger than. Well, you say that, but I mean, you know, you never know. It could be ten by tomorrow. Uh, ten places. It yeah. Could be. Um, although we are. Um, Dealing with it site by site. Yes. And what are you doing uh, to deal with it? Do you, do you, how, how do you kind of deal with them, as it were? Well, we do what happens to all chickens when they uh, get to that stage. They are dispatched. Dispatched, yes. But exactly how are they dispatched? Um, by uh, somebody who's an authorised pest controller. Right. Um, so do, they, yeah, do you have to catch them first and then sort of take them somewhere to a place of penal well, we, we 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 lure them in using food and then... Um, close the cage, and then they right. are dispatched. Right. And, so how many uh, do you think that oh, you have to now go out and get? Oh, I would guess there's probably over the five sites, we're probably talking 200, 250. Wow, it OK. Is, it is the season where cockerels are doing what cockerels do, so it is increasing yes. at the moment. It's that time of year. Right. And has this never happened before? I mean, why do you think it's happened this year particularly? Um, I think we've we've had a couple now and again. I, I think it's... Uh, possibly coincidence with um, you know, the unfortunate farmer dying. I think also people are now 
um, thinking more about battery chickens and they get rescue hens from battery chickens, which sounds lovely, doesn't it? Our own eggs in the garden until uh, one of the chicks is a cockerel and wakes up at three in the morning on yes. a nice warm morning with the windows open. And let's face it, they stink. They're not. They're not the the, the clean the, the the sort of cleanest smelling animal. <laughs> I shocked I you there, didn't I? But chicken keeping chickens keep at chickens. home. I used to keep stinky. chickens. I've had. I kept chickens when I was a student. Yeah. Don't you think they're a bit stinky? They were. They were well, a bit. Yeah, they can be unless they've got lots of space to run around in. Yeah. Of course, these chickens have got a lot of space to run around in. We just wish they weren't. Yeah. And are they attacking people? Because that's what we've been told. <laughs> No. 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 Why would they attack oh, people? Oh, poor Mike. Well, he was hoping mean? it's going to be like a swan. Mean, why would they attack people? I mean, because they can. That would be, that would be a great story. Uh, they've got plenty of food out there. There are some misguided people who think they're going to starve and go and give them additional food, which oh, yeah. they're trying to discourage. Yes. Um, because that's just attracting more of them. But um, I think the biggest concern, apart from them being a pain in the neck mm. um, to people where they've been dumped, um, is that they might stray onto the road and cause a road accident if somebody mistakenly swerves to avoid them. You're not going to swerve to avoid a chicken, are you? People do. Do they? Yeah. That's it's crazy. almost a natural... Yeah, something runs out in the road. You tend to not quite sure what it is you Stuart, swerve. do you have no, fat foxes? No, they don't have foxes, apparently, You in don't Jersey. have any we foxes? Don't, we don't, no, we don't have foxes in Jersey. Why not? Well, because they never got here. They don't swim very well, I think. Oh. Um, well, they haven't all been um, killed in some mad fox hunt. What a nice thought. No, the only time we've seen anything like it is on the stag night from the UK where somebody dresses up as a fox oh, and right. all his friends dress up as hounds and chase him around the public houses. Blimey. Um, but, but no... no so what kind of place is I, this? I thought Jersey was a rather sedate island. I didn't know you had stag parties. It's a wonderful island. No, I know um, it is, but I thought it... I, always... I think they're rich stag parties, oh. Mike. I think well, they're rich stag parties. I don't know. Flights over here are not expensive anymore, and we've got a new Premier Inn, and if other hotels are they've available... they Premier Inn. i there. Um, I remember so... in the old days, Stuart, Jersey was known as an island where you could only go and live in if you had a, a, an income in excess of £100,000 a year, when that was a proper income. Well, that's not... That hasn't actually ever been the case. Oh, you really? could come in and buy a property without anything else if you had a huge income. But, of course, people with huge incomes need people to clean the toilets, plant the potatoes. So there's a lot of people on very modest incomes that are here to do the work. Um, so oh, sure, yeah, but I meant but if you wanted to actually move there from some other part yeah, of the world. Yeah, I always thought it was world. a million. You had to have a million Yeah, because it's Jersey. a bit of a tax haven, isn't it? Um, if you're very wealthy, it's quite a good place, but the ordinary people pay 20% tax, which is not much different from people on similar incomes in the UK. Uh Um, And if you've been here and working for five years, you can stay as long as you're still working. Once you've been here 10 years, you can buy your own place and, and live pretty much forever. So it's not quite as bad as it used to be. Yeah. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying that was bad. Of... I was just interesting because not very yeah. many places can do that. Is Ian Woosnam still your kind of star attraction? Um, he's here. Um, we have, Does he have chickens? Warwick, we've got Nigel Mansell. We've got yes. all sorts of people. We've got oh. rich people that may or may not have owned Chelsea who may or may not have come here. We don't always know who comes here because mm. it's fairly private. Um, it's fairly secure with there being sea all the way around. Right. So. Why don't you scoop up all those chickens and put them in someone's rich garden and ah. just say, your job, your problem now? Well, I probably still need to keep working a little while longer. Um, <laughs> uh, nice, a nice thought. Is it, um, is it a place be, where um, the super, there's a lot of super yachts around this summer, apparently, and Joe Lewis's yacht was in the Thames the other day. I wonder if you get any of those visiting, do you? Oh, we had that one over here as well, Did yeah. You? 
Yeah, we get super yachts. We have a, a big boat show every year. Yeah. Um, there's a limit to what very rich people can spend money on, I suppose. Um, we have a speed limit of 40 miles an hour. There's a maximum, but uh-huh. we have lots of Lamborghinis and Porsches. Yeah. Um, yeah, fiddling around at 40 miles an hour. We have very narrow roads as well, so it's, it's a not pointless a having place, a Lambo there, then, isn't it? Well, I suppose he may go to France and then thrash to somewhere or come yeah. to the UK and right. drive at the outrageous. Do you know, I've 70. never been to Jersey. I must come. I've, I went. My, my, my parents School used to go. School trip. To, I went on. Used to go to Guernsey quite a bit, but I've never been to. Uh, never been to Jersey. It's very nice. St Helier is very yeah, nice. It's, yeah. it's very pretty. Yeah. You've got a couple of decent golf courses as well, haven't you? Some good golf courses, great sailing, great yeah. surfing, nice beaches. excellent food. Lots of chickens. Lots of chickens. Fantastic beaches. Yeah. Not as many chickens as we had last week, and we'll have even fewer next week. <laughs> Tasty. I'll bring can a fox. I, can I go into a restaurant now and have chicken for about £2.50? Supply and demand. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, thank you very much indeed for sharing your uh, troubles with us, Stuart, and uh, let's hope the chicken uh, uh, sort of infestation is soon finished. Yeah, well, it hardly compares with Brexit, does it? But Not really, no, but we can't talk mind. about that every day. You know, so talking about <laughs> feral chickens has really cheered yeah. me up, to be honest. Now, I've been hearing all sorts of stories from various people around the office here about what they're going to be doing. They're having to put the same shirt on that they wore when oh, the Columbia yes. game was on. They're going to be making the same uh, order from the pizza place because that's what they did the last time. And it's amazing how same superstitious stocks. people actually are. Same footballers, footballers in particular, you hear all sorts of stories about, you know, how they like to put one sock on instead of the other sock. They wouldn't put the shin pads on until they walked out on the pitch you know all sorts of weird things they tie their uh, boots in a particular way in a particular knot i mean i'm not superstitious at all i've never been superstitious i've never really adhered to any of that no right no not at all really um but I, I remember when we all cheered in my living room as we won that penalty shootout and uh, after we got over it my other half went to my kids take your shirts off leave them as they are hang them up as they are do not wash them right. we're going to get ready for Saturday right. and the kids kind of looked as if to say I don't quite know do what that's think, all I about mean, have, have but met, lucky shirts have you ever come across politicians who are superstitious I mean would they wear lucky shirts or lucky underpants or anything like that no but certain things like they want to use the same pen for signing certain right. letters or writing certain speeches um, they will um, want to arrive early um, and you know pace the room yeah. and think before not be rushed right so, so, you know, if they rush into something, then they will say, well, that's why it all went wrong, because I didn't have any time to think, yes. you know, beforehand. Right. So there's certain ways they like to do things that um, are uh, more than others. So, you know, some of them will say, I cannot really start the day without a workout in the gym, because yeah. that's my thinking time. Right. Um, and then they're very flustered if it doesn't quite happen. But that's not, not sure. so much superstition, though, is no, it? That's I'm not more sure. just kind it's, of preparation. Yeah, but it's, certain, it's kind of um, quite... I won't say OCD because that is a serious condition for some people, but it's quite uh, methodical in terms of the way they want yeah. their day to be. And right. if it gets ruined in any way, yeah. that is very, that makes mm. them very cross, mm. uh, very unhappy. In fact, I did hear a story the other day that had nothing to do with superstition, but it's right. quite amusing that there's a, there's a particular MP that likes to have his eggs delivered by a member of staff that was probably a graduate from yeah. university in politics right. and didn't quite realise that they were going to be uh, delivering eggs right. to their boss every day. <laughs> and they, they go down to the staff canteen, they pick up eggs at a certain time every day. Yeah. They've got to be cooked for like four minutes. They're kind of half they boiled, boiled eggs. Boiled eggs right. yep. And rushed them up to his office. Don't uh-huh. No one's stopping the way. Get right. in the lift, go up to the office, deliver them in front of him with his little soldiers. Yeah. And then he often goes, mm, bit cold, go get me some new ones. Oh dear. I know. That's not good. What would you do if you worked for someone like that? Uh, we'll have to try and find <laughs> out who that is because I'm, I'm getting asked now. But we will see whether we can reveal that one. Let's talk, though, to Dr Neil Dagnall, who's a reader in applied cognitive psychology, because he's going to tell us all about superstition and why people are superstitious. Dr Neil, very good uh, afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Hi, nice uh, to meet you. Yes, indeed. I suppose my first question is, are you superstitious? 
Yeah, when it comes to football, yeah, I are can you? be quite superstitious. So yeah. are you preparing to do something tomorrow then before the game? What are you going to do? Um, usually engage in the same sorts of rituals. So, for example, uh, wear, as was just said, wear the same shirt that right. we wore for the uh, quarterfinal, right. uh, the game before the So for the Columbia game, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. So where have you had the shirt since that game? Have you, been, have you hung it up like, uh, uh, like Casey's kids have, or have you washed it, or what? No, no, it's in a safe place, ready ready for the big game. And what would happen if you went to get that shirt and somebody like your other half had chucked it out or something? Um, well, that, 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 that would cause great anxiety. I mean, that's <laughs> one, of, one of the reasons, one of the functions of superstition is to give you a sense of control yes. and to reduce anxiety. So the idea is that this shirt, of course, will help uh, England to be victorious. Right. And is there, I mean, is there any kind of... And this is going to sound like a really stupid question, but is there any kind of empirical evidence that that being superstitious and doing the same thing actually works? That's a really interesting question. And how the two can often be linked together is in terms of having a positive mindset. Yeah. So if if you believe something's going to happen, that can make you more open to possibilities. So in the same way, if you're negative about a game, you won't take uh, opportunities when they arise, or you might miss a penalty if you've right. got the opportunity. Uh, having your lucky having your lucky socks or your lucky shorts on might make you more confident and more likely to take opportunities as and when they arise. But I've come to the conclusion that people are that superstitious are more negative than positive. And I, am I rude to be able to, to think like that? Because those that, that think, right, well, I've got to do this and I've got to be able to do this in order for it to work and for us to win is surely looking at life in a negative way where Mike and I are not at all superstitious. But I like to think that Mike and I are generally kind of, you know, happy-go-lucky kind of characters and it will be what it will be. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I, I think there's two aspects potentially to superstition. One is about things that promote good luck, and the other things that award uh, things that ward off negative consequences. Yes. Right. So I think I think you're right. Many of the superstitions do fall into that category where they're about avoiding negative consequences. Because mm. I would imagine um, that uh, England's goalkeeper Jordan Pickford, who had such a great game against Colombia, will be doing exactly the same things that he did before the Colombia game. Um, in order to have such a great game again. <laughs> well, that's often how superstitions arise and become ingrained. Yeah. Uh, for example, Johan Cruyff famously wore his number 14 shirt by chance, right. played well in it and kept it throughout his career. Right, yeah, interesting. The 2018 Perrier Awards on Talk Radio. That's right, it's time once again to cast my ears back over the past week of the so-called independent republic of Mike Graham to choose my highlights from the week. Yesterday, I summoned all of the judging team in a country retreat in Buckinghamshire to preside over the final decisions this week. It wasn't easy. There were a couple of dramatic resignations, mm. but we've delivered a list of winners in the best interest of the republic and you, the listener. So let's have a look at this winners, the winners this week. Mike, you always say the Perry Awards is a homage to your brilliant broadcasting genius. It is. And yes, you win the first Perry this week. And it goes to you for your outstanding contribution to station branding. Daniel Finkelstein is going to be joining us in the next hour to explain the similarities between Robert Peel and Theresa May. This is TalkSport. Talk, 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 talk Radio. <laughs> I'm gutted I yeah, missed well, that you one. Know, I'm amazed I don't do that more often. To Brilliant. Be Daisy McAndrew wins the next Perrier Award. She wins the award for the historical excellence for this comment about spam emails. I've got a tweet here from somebody called James Price who says apparently it's the 81st birthday of spam today. 
Just so that you can uh, celebrate something. Of spam emails. <laughs> 81st of those spam emails. I didn't really think of that. So oh, we got into some very us. odd conversations about spam emails. I'd say it went on and on for hours. I could talk about spam for quite a while, though. Could you? Well, yeah. real spam. Yeah, real spam. Yeah. Spam fritters. Spam fritters, that's what I used to have. Yeah, the next award goes to Talk Radio's Royal Slash Racing Slash Tennis Correspondent, Rupert Bell. He's pipped you at the post mic for the Perrier for best use of Love Island terminology. Well, I, I mean, it's it's muggy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Good old bless Rupert. him! Bless yeah. him! The next award is that not—that's not the story award, and it goes to Mike for this clip for our conversation about the craze of people taking inflatable lilos to the sea. If people attempted into the water oh. in conditions that would actually um, take them away from the shore. Now, and what about the uh, the sort of upturn in 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 the sales of these actual you know these kind of blow up uh, dolls? <laughs> Oh, Freudian slip yeah, there, Mike. Yeah, bit of a Freudian slip yeah, there. Sorry our, about that. Our next category is the cattiest comment. And the winner of that goes to Daisy McAndrew for this slam. And in and, 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 and great fairness to Theresa May, unlike um, Mr Cameron, Mr Brown, Mr Blair, uh, she hasn't appointed quite as many as um, uh, as her predecessors have. Because she hasn't got any friends. Meow! <laughs> <laughs> Well, Gosh. this week's Down With The Kids Award goes to, of course, Mike for his course. attempt at saying some saying someone was woke. Because they're all snowflakes. No, Yeah, because you're not allowed to offend anyone. So you're not allowed to say anything that might offend anyone. Therefore, they don't know how to kiss and make up either. Because they're too woke. Awoke, exactly right. Down with the kids. <laughs> so down with the kids. Jeremy Baker, a retail expert who featured in the show earlier today, mm. he wins the award for the best impression for being a voice double of the late Ronnie Corbett. Well, it depends on the shop. If you think of... A wonderful shop, Waitrose. Um, everybody is nice all the time uh, to everybody, and um, so that would be my uh, very civilized place. That is civilized exactly place, like it, isn't it? Place. it. But is. that's why they get to charge more money for it, though. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> he sounds exactly like. I him. didn't notice it at the I time, didn't. though. No, I didn't. I was too in the moment. In, exactly woke. Even <laughs> you have to listen carefully <laughs> for this one. Mike wins the Perry Award for the best barman believe that this couple did come across Novacek, that you think it's just a story. <laughs> pouring the... What were you pouring there? Gin? Vodka. Vodka. Okay, yeah. good to know. This show is always the first for breaking news between 10am and 1pm on weekdays. This week was no different. Daisy wins the Perrier for the most important breaking news of the week. Amazing. We'll take your calls on that as well. 03444991000. Oh, Coming I up. also have breaking news. Spam was named after Spam and it was all was because it? of a Monty Python sketch. <laughs> Really I think she's spam-obsessed. She is a bit spam-obsessed. I had no idea. You know. <laughs> the recipient of our next award is none other than Dame Esther Ranson. That's right, she's awarded a Perrier, her best honour yet, for the best answer of the week. But you have said in order to avoid any squeamishness or arguments, you've, you've vetoed two subjects, is that right? Absolutely right. Sex and, and Brexit. <laughs> It's going to be quite difficult, it's quite difficult, I was saying earlier, to get both of those uh, subjects into <laughs> one sentence, isn't it? Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I can't believe I missed that. I know. It's brilliant so it's brilliant broadcasting. Yeah. This ne next clip wins the most obvious choice for a Perry Award. Congrats, Mike. It was like they're standing behind the curtain, you know, <laughs> twisting the sides of the old handlebar moustache. Going, yeah. I must, mean, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I must look and see what That's the... not going in the Perrier Awards. <laughs> I know it is. Don't put it in there. And <laughs> <laughs> you did it again. I was trying to... I think they made it... No, they put it in again. Okay, I think, I think it was right. my Dick Dastardly impression. You know, the sort of the yes. wicked uncle. I'm not going to do it. Tying the, I don't want to be in my own Perry Awards next week. Okay. And finally is the award for Word of the Week. See if you can figure out what it is. 
half the actual <laughs> number of candidates. That's bonkers. bonkers. Do you know the other thing that happens, which is bonkers? Bonkers. Let's talk to Darren Hughes, Chief Executive of Electoral Reform. Uh, I'll be amazed if he doesn't agree with us that this is bonkers. Bonkers. Darren, very good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, this is bonkers, isn't it? Let's start with that. <laughs> bonkers. These whole awards are bonkers, quite well, frankly. Well, bonkers is not such an unusual word, is it? No, but we use it a lot on this show. Yep, yeah, well, that's a lot of things it. are bonkers. <laughs> that's it. There'll be more Perry Awards next week. The 2018 Perry Awards on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. 